The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New York, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Final Four Watch Party. It's April 1st at 7.30 p.m. That is probably Pacific time. It didn't say, but I'm sure because we are on the West Coast. Uh, SGP is going to be at the Ice House in Los Angeles. So come hang out with the crew. All the info right now at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash icehouse. Drivers, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Because let's face it, <laughs> you come here for the racing things and all the talk that goes around it. This is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Corey LaJoy already making yes. an appearance on this the lucky live picture, show. Rod. The lucky picture. It's a lucky hat, Cody. Corey LaJoy in the lucky hat. Had to bring it back. Woof. What Man. a day. What a day. What a day. What a day, Rod. Uh, welcome, everybody, in to the live show. Of course, if you're listening to this tomorrow on the podcast, still welcome in. We love that you download. We love that you listen. We have a lot to cover today. All three series were in action this weekend. Started out kind of rough. But when you hit a 22 to 1 to end the day, all of those bets are forgiven. So, uh, again, it was an Atlanta weekend, and uh, we are live on YouTube, on Twitter, and basically just in your homes right now. Welcome you in to this show. Cody, buddy, first off, I know you hit the 22 to 1. I know you're stoked about that. But overall, take out the 22 to 1. How was the weekend of racing in Atlanta? This is, of course, the second year that we've seen this configuration. So we didn't really know what we were getting into, getting into it, whether or not it was going to be the same as last season. But I think, all in all, some of the racing was good, but I could have done without, I think, two-thirds of the day. Yeah, I mean, I, I am a huge fan of the super speedway style of racing. Like, it's one of my favorites because there's constantly action. Like, go back to last week and... At Phoenix, you know, there were points where it was Kyle Larson just leading for a long time. It was William Byron just leading for a long time. Wasn't a ton going on. Yeah, they got stretched out a little today. But if you look at the difference in the lower series, and Brad Keselowski kind of pointed it out, right, in his post-race interview where he talked about, uh, you know, the, the professionals know how to do it without wrecking or, or something to that effect. Um, but, it, it, yeah, I mean, they got strung out and that's going to be just how it is with these guys and they know what they're doing and they're good at it. 
but there was still plenty of action throughout the day. Uh, it's not as easy to pass here as it is with Daytona and Talladega. That third line almost never forms. Uh, and so we'll have to see. I think that the drivers have talked about this a lot as, as it continues to go forward and this track starts to wear out again, it might be a different type of where we get the worn intermediate surface with the drafting element could make it even crazier than, than it already was. But we had the chaos. We had the elements of that. Uh, I mean, guys like Ryan Blaney were three laps down at one point, end up finishing up there in the top 10. I mean, has a chance to win it at the end. So I felt like it was really good racing. The truck and Xfinity races were a little messy and sloppy, but we kind of expected that. Uh, obviously, betting-wise, things didn't go great in the truck series race. I'm honestly not even sure we hit anything. Uh, but made it up in Xfinity. You almost swept your entire card. Uh, so props to you, Xfinity God over here, uh, Rod. But yeah, it's, uh, I mean, obviously, and then you, you come to Sunday's race, Corey LaJoy, just like we knew he would be, right there in the mix. As Kelly uh, Thomason pointing out, hell of a race today, boys. All hail LaJoy 7. I love it. Love to see it. Man, we were close to, oh, and Brad Keselowski again. One lap to go. We've picked the, the race leader one lap to go or the leading at the end of regulation in every single race this season, Rod. What do we have to do? <laughs> somebody somebody said in the uh, Discord we need an exact finishing position number two and and pick that from now on. <laughs> I know. I'm telling you right now. It seems to be the way. Derek, buddy, thanks for joining us. Yeah, Derek. great hit on that, LaJoy. That was yes. uh, That's exactly what we needed to salvage a, a really good day. And, you know, that's the thing about it. All you have to do is hit one, like we said, 22 to one, and the rest of the woes kind of go away. Um, as far as the, uh, the cup race, obviously it's fresh in our mind. We just finished watching it. I was satisfied with the way that race shook out. I do think that watching the utter just chaos and all, you know, we said it all, all leading into the race. And as far as what to expect, we, we use the word chaos continually and, and really trucks and Xfinity had all the chaos. And I think the cup guys, they were watching and they were like, we don't want this race to shake out that way. That is why there was a nice long stretch there in the middle where there was pretty much nothing going on. Everybody was happy to ride single file. Everybody was just kind of biding their time, logging laps making sure that they kept everything clean till the end of a one of the stages b or whatever if something cranked off and they you know had to to pit or whatever i just think they were happy to ride where they were riding and and it sort of just made it all i don't want it wasn't boring and that that's the thing like even that single file like i felt like i needed to catch my breath you know what i'm saying so i could understand why they were trying to ride single file because even for me the first part of that race was was hairy enough to where i was like man even i've got to catch my breath Maybe I'm just okay watching these guys kind of skate around a while and just let it go. Well, and then you saw, I mean, 10 laps into the race, Bubba gets loose all by himself and just right into the wall. And so I think everybody at that point is like, and we'd seen it in qualifying, BJ McLeod uh, and Christopher Bell both spun out by themselves. And then after literal record, Atlanta records for uh, cautions for the truck and Xfinity races. So I think early on it was like, okay, everybody calm down. Let's have a seat here. Let's breathe. And then it didn't get so bad. And really, I mean, when it came to the big wrecks, they weren't even being overly aggressive or or somebody really wrecking somebody. I mean, the Chastain one, it doesn't look like he ever hit Harvick. He just took the air off of him and Harvick lost it. That's just part of, of again, the air and the drafting and all of that, how it works. And then the Almirola thing, 
second week in a row, bad luck with the tire situation. But he just blew a tire right in front of everyone. And both both cases happened to be the guy who was leading the race at the time. Um, and so, yeah, that that's what created, obviously, the the utter chaos. But uh, <laughs> Kelly's comment almost ripped my TV off the wall the last three weeks because we got screwed on the very last laps. Yes, same. I got I got very close to uh, to doing the same. And man, it man, it would have been this would have been real nice if Brad Keselowski hung on. He led the low at last 65, 70 laps of that race, only to have and he they talked about it on the broadcast. He said he'd rather be second. And uh, I guess that was the place to be because it, it worked out for Joey Logano, of course. But uh, man, it would have been nice to have that that Brad Keselowski twenty to one on top of that. Um, but we still made out of there with a with a pretty solid day. At least we didn't go overtime and lose all of our bets because uh, I had it was starting to feel because I'm I'm looking at things I'm like Brad's leading LaJoyce keeps grabbing top Chevy we got some solid things in place here I was like there's going to be just a massive crash up here they're all going to wreck and we're not going to catch any of these are we <laughs> hey once Kevin ended up getting collected in his in his wreck I I knew my card was pretty much toast because after that I just knew that there was nothing that was nothing good was going to come out of the rest of that race once Kevin Harvick got tossed because I, I felt like the Harvick bet was one of our best bets. And matter of fact, why don't we go ahead and start going through uh, all of our bets from the cup race? Like we said, and we'll just talk through the rest of that race as it went down. Uh, I need to pull up the right uh, one right well, let's, here. Let's start with your first one, which was HMS on the pole. Yeah. Oh, man, Jesus we Christ. expected them to, to show up at the Fords. Holy hell. Eight of the top 10, all Fords. Uh, incredible single single car speed from them. Uh, a lot of questions about whether that would translate to the race or not. I didn't think it would as much as it really did. I mean, you look at it, Logano probably did have the best car today. Obviously, he led right from the drop of the green and, and didn't look back in that first stage uh, and then kind of got shuffled out of there. But then Brad led a majority of the race as well. Um, and so, yeah, we just we kind of missed it there. But the the golden rule i tweeted this out from the the nascar gambling podcast uh twitter the number one commandment when it comes to super speedway racing fade kyle larson as kelly says here uh come on he's come on rod larson at super speedway fade was the best bet yes it's uh i know a couple people had william byron and unfortunately byron wrecked that one wreck right before uh but kyle larson is going to find his way into a wreck at a super speedway, no matter what. He will drive out of his way to find a wreck and not finish these races as well. And it happens every time. I could not believe I sent you a screenshot. Like as the race was starting, I was filling out that Clint Boyer, oh, yeah. uh, you know, super six thing. And he was the most picked driver to have the best finishing spot at the end of the I'm like, does no has nobody ever watched a super speedway race? Like so many people were <laughs> I, I heard a show, I I won't name them, but <laughs> a show with a very big name on it that was talking about how Kyle Larson was just great value this week, 14 to one. Oh, what value. And Kyle, I was like, Oh boy. Okay. Well, and uh, we see how that turned out again. He, he had that one top five finish in his entire career at Talladega last year, but it's just fading Kyle Larson at super speedways has been much more profitable than it hasn't. Uh, the one that I gave out was Kyle Bush over Kyle Larson. Looked a little hairy for Bush there. He got spun around in one of those. I can't remember. I think his might have been the earlier wreck with Kevin Harvick. Um, and yeah, Kelly pointing out he did have a fast car. And we talked about that on the podcast too, though. I said he's going to have a fast car. He's going to look good through stage one through stage two. You're going to be like, oh, there's Kyle Larson. He's looking like a threat. 
And then every time he just he cannot avoid it, he can't avoid the chaos at the end. And he even, I mean, you can tell, you you can tell in his post race comments, he does not like super speedways, and he's been vocal about that before. And it just it he can't figure it out for whatever reason. So Kyle Busch over Kyle Larson was the first cash of the day, minus one hundred five. Head to heads are so tricky on super speedways, but. That's generally the one I target is just anybody against Kyle Larson, and that one hits more than it doesn't. Yeah, and that was the thing about Kyle Larson, too. He did have such a fast car. He was looking good. You were absolutely right. You handicapped it dead on, uh, and I'm not just kissing your ass for it, but I'm just saying you handicapped it dead on. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, bring that bring that comment. Yeah, JDK, buddy. Yeah, he's been listening <laughs> to us for all the season. He doesn't own a yacht yet. Listen, we're sorry that we didn't give you your yacht. In fact, you're probably poking holes in the boat at this point because you just want to sink it for the insurance money. And we're sorry for that too, but uh, I'm just saying, you know. Blink uh, blink twice if that clown from the Discord uh, has hacked your, your Twitter and is complaining about uh, free bets not winning him anything. <laughs> all right, listen, I'm going to go on record as saying this. All right, we did, have, we did have someone pop in the Discord and express to us that they weren't very thrilled with us. And that's fine. I wholeheartedly think everybody is entitled to their opinion. Absolutely. Unfortunately, sometimes you, you judge somebody based off of one show. You judge somebody based off of one week. You don't fully uh, pull through and, and, and figure stuff out. Okay, but, you know, here's the thing. I'm just, I'm just saying we hit a 22 to 1 today. So, I'm, you yeah. know. That's, it's not the same guy, Kelly. Don't worry. I was just kidding. The JDK, he's always in the, in the Discord as well. He's cool. I think he was he was playing into it. He was setting it up for us. Uh, but no, it. yeah, I mean, first of all, not an airport, okay? So you don't need to announce your departure. Nobody cares if you're going to leave. Bye. See you later. Uh, we're not going to hit all the bets. It doesn't work like that. It's called gambling for a reason. We're here to try and make it fun for you, try and teach you about it, how to do it. And we give out some picks, and some of them hit. Some of them don't. The last time somebody left a bad comment about how we didn't hit any bets or we didn't talk enough about betting, the next week we hit a 14 to 1 at the Clash of the Coliseum. This guy complains this morning, and then we hit a 22 to 1 at Corey LaJoy. So if somebody else would like to drop a complaint in there, next week uh, we'll take that good juju because it's been working out pretty good for us. So I'm just far. saying, like, literally, go ahead, keep talking because those are the ones the biggest heads, bets hit. So I, I, I'd like for that to keep going. Uh, Derek saying trolls make the girl world go round. Some people can't handle yep. successful individuals. I mean, look, and, and I'm not going to give this guy any more oxygen than he deserves, yeah, but no, all, all I will say to you, the loyal fans of ours that, that do listen and do enjoy what we're putting out. Thank you. I mean, it just makes, it just makes you guys listening all the more rewarding given that we know that you'll stick with us through each other, kissing each other's ass, some bad stretches like Xfinity and trucks and just, you know, we're again we're having fun. Well, yeah, and I mean, we were that truck race was horrible. Oh. We, I don't think we hit. I don't have to look. We might have hit one bet of that entire thing. We'll go back. It was just it, horrendous. Yeah, and we bad. were like, well, that one sucks. Let's uh, let's go get a different. You know, we'll move on to the next race. And is what it is. It's, you know, whatever. If you don't want to listen, you don't have to. But to all of you out there that do listen, all of you in the Discord, again today, hard to keep up with the Discord. It's just so happening all the time we appreciate it love to see uh all you guys hanging out in there coming to hang out with us here after the race the numbers don't lie the bosses see it so you know if one guy's and he even <laughs> he even said uh that he uh he would he was one of those what did he he called himself he, a fool that pays, pays for, for picks it or yeah. something. this is free rod yeah. you have to 
you have to listen to us to get the picks. Sorry about that. But, uh, you know, a couple ad reads here and there, but it's free. So I don't know what else we can do for you. Well, I mean, other than physically place the bets for him that win, <laughs> I, I don't know what else. But anyways, uh, all right. I did have Harvick over Suarez and Harvick as a top 10. Both of those were looking fantastic. But here's the thing about it. That move... And I, and I watched it again, and I, I actually didn't think that Chastain hit him to begin with. Like, I, when I was watching it live, I didn't think he got into him. Like, it looked like Kevin sort of slid up and Ross Chastain slid underneath him and, and sort of took the air out from underneath him. And that's, once they got slowed down, it looked exactly like that. That's exactly what happened. He, he may have touched him, like Tony said, but just ever so slightly. And that wasn't, I don't think that was Ross Chastain's fault. I think Kevin's car got squirrely. And that's just what happens. Like when the air gets taken out from underneath it, there's nothing left to do. You pick those back tires up off the ground, you got no control, you're in the wall. So I can't fault Chastain for that. But it did sort of throw everything else into turmoil after that because Kevin Harvick obviously leading the race would have been over Suarez and would have been in the top 10 to hit both of those. Unfortunately, that did not hit. And uh, yeah, I mean... Just so much, and we we always. I mean, we tell you, you just can't really, you can't be surprised when stuff like that happens on a super speedway type race. Yeah, well, that's and again, obviously, he didn't listen to the disclaimer that we give every time we we talk about super speedways. It's you, some things are just unpredictable. I mean, you can't get much better than being out in front of the field leading the race. Uh, what else do you want Kevin Harvick to do? Uh, again, Chastain, it didn't even look like touch him. If he did, it was after Harvick was already squirrely from the air. So. That's just it's just super speedway racing. That's how it's going to go. You got plus money on a Harvick bet, so I don't think it was a bad thing. Uh, and then it's not like Suarez really looked that great all day anyways. I mean, he was never up in the mix, and, and he just happened to survive the chaos longer than, than Harvick did, and that's how those head-to-heads go sometimes. Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> this one was uh, done nice and early. I had Bubba Wallace, top Toyota at plus 450, top 10 at plus 150. Again, we talked about Bubba. He's great at super speedways. He's, he's got a solid history there. Uh, and just real early in that race, it, it just he lost it. Couldn't keep it. If he could have just spun out and been fine, but he couldn't keep it off the wall. And once he hit he hit the wall pretty hard, I thought his day was going to be over at first. And then, like, well, maybe he's, you know, he could pull what Ryan Blaney ended up doing. You go multiple laps down, you can get those back a lot easier at the super speedways. But he just he never had speed again in that car, wasn't able to keep it the pack. And and we never really got a chance to see how this might have materialized. Um, obviously his teammate Tyler Reddick was running up there at the front at the end. So maybe that could have been Bubba up there as well. Uh, a couple of Toyotas were up there in that pack as well. Um, but just yeah, this this one <laughs> was gone early, unfortunately. And and again, that's just super speedway racing. Yeah, yeah. My next head to head had some legs for a hot minute. And then it didn't, and then it did, and then it didn't. I mean, obviously, we knew Chastain had to start from the very, very back at Chastain over Danny Hamlin. Uh, and so, obviously, Hamlin was dominating this side of it uh, for a very long time. But then Chastain found some speed, got up to the front, and was basically, you know, in control, up with Harvick at the at the top. And then I think that's when all hell broke loose for him because then after that restart, it was just never the same for Chastain. He, was, he wasn't able to keep up that same speed. Picked the wrong line a couple of times and, and basically just, uh, you know, fell out of favor. And, and obviously, we know Hamlin was fighting there at the very end to be one of the leaders, if not the winner of the race. So it's hard to beat somebody in the top three if you're not, you know. And 
look, they made a charge at the end, and he was in the bottom line when the bottom line was surging forward. And I thought for sure at that point, Chastain would find enough partners down on the bottom with him to sort of bring that line up. But I mean, the laps were running out. He didn't get enough support, and it just basically didn't materialize after that. Wasn't for a lack of a of a good car. Wasn't for lack of a fast car. But uh, yeah, I mean, it just he just never was able to keep it after that incident with Harvick. And obviously, Hamlin was a really strong Toyota all day long, running up in the front for most of the race. Other than the fact that he got he did get kind of shuffled back there a little bit too. Um, but you know, I, I'm I just chalk this up to to that momentum being lost once he and Harvick got into it and just, you know, and, and I don't know if part of that was mental too as well, because maybe he was just, you know, cause their Chastain's involved in a lot of stuff, you know what I'm saying? And when he does something like that, I know that if, if I'm in a little scuffle, it takes me a few minutes to calm down and it takes, you know, my body a few minutes to sort of just chill. And maybe that's what happened to him is he got a little worked up and can't really do that at 185 miles an hour and be a clean driver. Yeah, could have been. Uh, yeah, JDK says he has high, had high hopes for Blaney today. The penalty was so early. He raced a good race. I'm I'm almost done with hoping with Blaney at this point. I, I as much as I was on him last year, and, and oh, he was one of my favorite drivers to bet on. And he just uh, he can do it. I know he can. I just got to see it from him again. I guess I, I don't know, but uh, yeah, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> next up for me. Uh, I had Byron and Brad to be top Ford and top Chevy, 30 to 1. Uh, Brad obviously ends up being the second best Ford, uh, finishing second to Joey Logano. And then really, if you look at the Chevy camp, if Byron had been able to stay in longer, uh, obviously he got, got caught up in the wreck. But um, I mean, Corey LaJoy fourth, Eric Jones eighth, Kyle Busch tenth. So Chevy wasn't really as good as you maybe expected them to be. So if, if Byron would have been able to hang on longer, and Brad could have. Brad obviously ended up being close to being that top forward. So thirty to one, I felt like it was good odds. Uh, didn't just didn't cash this time, which it was a long shot. That's how those work. Chevy just could not get it going. That was the that was the craziest thing about it. I mean, obviously Corey LaJoy, we'll we'll get there later, but uh, it wasn't even. It was basically all Ford and Toyota all the way deep down until the end when uh, when Corey found his way up to the top uh, thanks to that uh, whole last lap and last couple of laps scuffle but yeah i mean it was it was all ford and Sh- and ford and toyota like for the first eight spots basically and it was just yeah. a matter of of uh, when lejoy was battling um Cindric and then battling uh, um, bowman there for a little while too at the end yeah it just seemed as if chevy didn't have it after the last part of the race honestly yeah and don't don't get that confused for for anything changing it's a super speedway so it's just things are different we saw some of the chevys get wrecked out spun out all that stuff uh but we're going to a road course next week i would expect i'd be surprised if chevy doesn't pretty much dominate that race and once we're back on ovals again in a couple weeks it's going to be the chevy show again i think so don't don't mistake this for ford and toyota making gains it's a super speedway, and it's not comparable to to any of these other other types of tracks. Yeah, once we get to actual, you know, not not super speedway mile and a half, so then it's it's all Chevy from there on out. Um, all right, I had Josh Berry as a top ten car. He was for a while. I mean, a top five car rather, but he was for a while, and he was close to the top five. He he never really cracked the top five, uh, as it were, but he was always right there. He was in the top ten for a hot minute. He was in the top eight for a little bit too i mean he was creeping ever so close to a top five finish 
Um, I just needed a little more chaos for that to happen. Yeah. He slipped back. Obviously, it was tough for him to keep it going after he got collected too in that last uh, that last wreck. And I mean, that was where my bad luck kept going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he got collected in that one, but he kept going. I mean, 18th place is still a good, solid finish. They'll take that. Again, they're just trying to limp through get some car owner points until which they're obviously behind the eight ball with the hundred point penalty, but, but until Elliot gets back, but I mean, that race could have easily gone into overtime, gone into two overtimes, three overtimes. And then attrition could have put Barry up there. He was, he kept himself in position. If he's 18th one wreck, he could be in fifth, just like that. So at the odds, you got it at, I don't think that it was a, it was a bad bet to make. Uh, next up, Corey LaJoy's corner. This one paid off pretty good for us. Uh, Kelly did just ask in the in the chat as well. Uh, how long is LaJoy signed for? Would like to Probably see him with is. a half decent team with decent equipment. Uh, I would also love to see that. Uh, I don't. I think he might just be on a year to year basis. I don't know. Even if he did have a longer deal, I think that's he's done so much for Spire that they would let him out if he did get an opportunity at a better team or a bigger team could obviously buy him out. Um, man, I've been a big proponent of him going to Stuart Haas, maybe taking over that four car or something. But then I look at the way the rest of the Stuart Haas cars run and I'm like, gosh, is that even that great of an organization to go to right now? And once they lose Kevin Harvick, is there, you know, I don't know, but I, man, I would love to see Corey LaJoy. That's why I was hoping he would get in the nine car. I mean, think about him in that nine car today. It, it, he could, I mean, he was up there with these guys, but he could have been even more up there potentially. Um, but oh well, beyond beyond what it is for now. But I really hope that LaJoy, obviously he's starting to get up there in, in age a little bit, but he's still got some time and, and maybe he'll get a chance eventually. Uh, I would love to see it. He's obviously way outperformed in the Spire equipment. We've seen it on a week-to-week basis so far. Uh, and then, you know, obviously he showed us this week. So I went all in on him. Top five, seven to one. He hits that with the fourth place. I tossed out top three at 12 to one. I didn't officially say I was going to bet on it, but I tossed it out there. So close, Rod. Obviously finishes fourth, so he didn't he didn't quite get that third anyways. But top uh, 10 at plus 225, gave that out as well. Hits that top Chevrolet, 22 to one. I was more so than I was watching the Brad Keselowski battle for the lead. I was watching Corey LaJoy go to top Chevy, and then Alex Bowman would come on the inside and take it, and then LaJoy would come on the outside and take it, and I was just rooting for that outside line to keep going, so LaJoy would would get that top Chevy, uh, and he did. Also had him a 50-1 to to win. I thought for a second, as they were coming off a turn four, LaJoy went down low. I thought maybe Joey goes up to block him, and they all wreck into the wall, part the seas, and LaJoy comes through. Oh, it was a sweat. It was close. I thought uh, thought maybe it would get there, but didn't. But obviously, he cashes the 700, plus 700 at top five, plus 225 for the top 10, 22 to one for top Chevrolet. Again, at Super Speedways, we just say, go into it expecting to lose all these. You come out with any winners, and it's a win. A 22 to one is a nice way to end the weekend. Uh, man, I- I'd love to see him win, but I don't know that we're going to... Uh, Get this. Get these odds on him again next time in Atlanta. You think maybe the books will have learned by then? But uh, if you're if you're seeing any Talladega uh, lines already, go ahead and place that bet because you know I'm going to be on Lajoya at Talladega again. I look at this point, and he even said it himself too. He was like, "They got to see me up here racing with these with these guys. They got to see me every week bringing this seven car up into the mix, and you know, just just getting used to me 
being in the front. And so, I mean, I think the field he's, is. He's in the playoffs, Rod. He's yeah. in the playoffs right now. He is right now, and I think he belongs there. And, in fact, if he crosses the finish line for a win in the next few weeks, that's going to really solidify it. I want to bring that back up. Um, that is, yes, Logano is hot. Thank you, Linda, yes. for yeah, that. Thanks, Linda. He, uh, man, yeah, it's been a bit of a rough start for the Fords. I wouldn't say he's he's had super great weeks so far. I know they've struggled a little bit, but obviously uh, defending defending champion, uh, and, and he breaks that curse. I think, what was it we talked about going into the season? Defending champion hadn't won in like the first 10 races in oh, a yeah. bunch of years or something like that. It had been uh, a long time. And uh, yes, Derek's tweet or Derek's comment here. Corey LaJoy is an unrestricted free agent in 2024. That four car is available. From your your ears to uh, God's God's ears, whatever your lips to God's ears, whatever the saying is, something like that. Uh, I would love to see that happen. Keep keep that crew chief. Rodney Childers is so good. I know you got those uh, those Stuart Haas uh, connections over there with your buddy Brian Murphy, uh, Derek. By the way, I want to know his thoughts on uh, if this was Super Speedway racing this week or not, because he he was making the argument on your podcast last week about uh, not being Super Speedway race and. Uh, cold take i think at this point well yeah i mean at this point we've seen it now so um all right i had tyler reddick as the top toyota i hate christopher bell i hate christopher bell that was about the most brutal that you could lose that because tyler reddick had that for yeah it wrapped up he had it on a lock kozlowski yep bell just left him out to dry and and i that line just disappeared and Reddick could not get it back, uh, unfortunately. Bell finishes as the top Toyota. Tyler Reddick finishes in fifth as the second Toyota. He held off Denny Hamlin, too, man. He held off Denny Hamlin. But I do got to give up props to Ty Gibbs as a top 10. Somebody in the Discord had Ty Gibbs as a yes. top 10 finisher. Um, yep. Good on them. Nick Fortune, I think, maybe. But, yeah, yeah they, uh, yeah, man, and... Oh, I regret not saying it because I thought to myself, and I didn't play him, so I thought to myself after qualifying, Ty Gibbs is going to be a good DFS play because he started way back in the 30s. And then I was like, yeah, I don't like giving out Ty Gibbs love, and uh, that was a mistake. Should have said that. Should have played him, but we learned our lesson, I guess. Uh, the JDK said RCR should add a third car for LaJoy. Uh, they might need to add a third car for Austin Hill. I know we're not in the Xfinity portion yet, but good Lord, that guy might be needing a, a Cup Series ride here soon. All right. Uh, let's talk about the winners then. You had, for yours, so close to a couple of good ones. A couple, couple of good ones. Uh, Kyle Busch, 12-1. to Obviously, he got spun in one of those wrecks, but recovered. I think he ended up in 10th. Yeah, he finished 10th. He was, he was hanging around all day. wasn't necessarily the best car. Like he was at Daytona, but uh, but he was hanging around twelve to one. Felt like that was good odds. Brad Keselowski, twenty to one. This was the one rod. Obviously, we already talked about it. Uh, man, until the last lap, he he had it. Uh, it was and it was so great hearing those spotters. Uh, and I know TJ Majors is is really good at what he does. Really good at super speedway spotting. He was the only guy Dale Junior trusted. Still the only guy Dale Junior trusts. He spots for Dale Junior in the Xfinity when he makes his appearances there. So uh was cool to hear that. Almost had a 20 to 1. Would have been great. Uh, Bubba 22 to 1. Again, that one was just lost early with that that spin and hitting the wall. And then AJ Allmendinger, 50 to 1. A little disappointed in AJ. I mean, a 16th place finish, that's a solid day for them. But what we've seen from him in the past with Super Speedway Racing has been a lot better. 
wasn't quite as much chaos. I mean, we still ended up with 28 cars running at the end, so not as much chaos as you sometimes see on the super speedways. Maybe he needed a little more help in that department, but uh, I had higher hopes, and he never really was in the picture. Uh, I mean, again, a 16th place is fine. You'll take that any day at a super speedway for that type of team, but uh, had higher hopes for Allmendinger. Yeah, unfortunately, me too. Uh, and and really, you talked about it, there's only five cautions on the day, and that wasn't necessarily as many as I anticipated, but it still wasn't a lot, honestly. Um, and only 20 lead changes through the whole course of this race, not necessarily uh, all that crazy of a race like we talked about that's, that's that that's only counting the lead changes at the line because i think brad keselowski and joey logano exchanged the lead about <laughs> five thousand times in the last 15 20 laps there <laughs> yeah it was pretty crazy um all right i had ross chastain as the uh as the outright unfortunately like i said that didn't hit either but uh, not for lack of chastain trying who knows what would have happened had um you know, Kevin Harvick been able to to battle him and not spin out and uh, Chastain not getting closer. Yeah, unfortunately, Cody Ware did not uh, come through for us in this race. Higher hopes for Ware. I mean, again, though, like we talked about on the DFS show, he did exactly what we expected. He survived the chaos and ended up being one of the last cars still running. And it just wasn't as much chaos as you needed for, for a Cody Ware bet. But uh, ends up with the 25th place. That's a good run for a team like that. Uh, JJ Yaley right there in 26. I mean, those guys just hang out at the back and avoid the wrecks all day. And that's when you can hit them on a top five, like he did last year at Daytona. It's they just, they need the, the amount of chaos that we got in that race. <laughs> sure do. Um, all right. Well, listen, we're going to go ahead and move on. Uh, I think we've thoroughly analyzed the heck out of this race. I think when they come back again in July, uh, they've got a lot more notes, obviously, to look at now. They've got a lot more data. They've got a lot more to figure out. Do not stay out on 78-lap tires, uh, or they will blow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, and they talked about that tire where they didn't think was going to be a big deal, and it it didn't seem to be uh, until it was. And at that point, uh, when you're leading the race and you blow a tire, not good for a lot of the people behind you. It's like when you're in your own personal car and you start to see things start to wear down and you're like, oh, I can make it another trip. Oh, I can make it another trip. You know what? No, that's fine. I see that thread. Eh, nothing's going to happen to it. And then all of a sudden you're riding down the freeway and pow, your tire oh, blows. Man, why'd that go? Oh, geez. Like, what man, happened? I thought I had at least another 500 miles on this. What the heck? Yeah. So, yeah. well, thanks Amarola for that. Uh, yep. Oh, well. Just trying to, to push a situation farther. But hey, that, that took out Larson, which uh, was expected. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, wait, there was a question here. Uh, it was, did Joey have tires as fresh as Brad did? I want to say at the end, everybody had the same tires, right? I think because after that caution, which would have been the Almirola caution, I believe was the last one. Uh, I think everybody came in and had tires at that point. So I'm pretty sure I, Brad I took feel, two, and I think Joey took two as well. Yeah, I feel so. like everybody was on the same page or, or pretty close. I, I don't think tires didn't seem to be a big problem other than that Almirola blow. I mean, you couldn't really tell when tires were getting worn. It wasn't didn't seem to be costing speed or 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 being a huge advantage for somebody that had four tires suddenly. So I, I don't I don't know the exact situation. They didn't talk about it much because I don't think it really mattered other than Amarola losing his after being out for so long on him. Yeah, me either. Um, all right, well, there were two other races this weekend. We will quickly touch on both of those uh, because, well, we had bets on them, so we might as well recap them for you guys uh, as well. One good, 
one not so good so yeah we should talk about the truck race real fast oh we will the way. we will when we come back <laughs> we from don't the need break, to end on that one no when we come back from the break we're going to talk through the truck race and then and then take a quick break after that because we don't want to talk about the truck race for very long <laughs> but first let's tell you about WinBet. WinBet's the official online sports book of the sports gambling podcast network WinBet is now active in massachusetts and a ton of other states be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week are going to have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. And March Madness is here, going on right now. So many ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today, receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100, limited to state availability. And of course, for our DGENs only, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you're going to get a $1,000 free credit so much to choose from and all you got to do is head over to winbet.com or download the winbet app offer subject to change terms and conditions to winbet.com must be 21 older present the state where play through winbet is available if you or somebody knows a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 the sgpn guys are going to be hosting a final four watch party at the historic ice house in pasadena california this saturday well not this saturday a saturday april 1st at 7 30 p.m get all the details at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash icehouse looking to hang out with sean and ryan at stadium swim and watch the biggest golf tournament in the world you can win a three night stay at circa las vegas to hang with the guys the contest is completely free to enter just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash golf party and if you don't win the contest you can still get a discount on a room using promo code sgp15 all righty well like i said there was a truck race trucks ran trucks uh finished some of them did not all of them this was this was a just clown show cody yeah this one was rough okay let's move on oh okay. just kidding uh yeah i mean it it was just it, like i said a record number of cautions uh for the truck series in atlanta you obviously expect more now in the in the new configuration than we had before but there was a lot. I think ended up eleven or twelve uh, at the end there. There's eleven. I have it in front of me, but oh, eleven. Eleven, yep. yeah. Um, we've you know a lot of people don't like John Hernemacek. We already kind of knew that, but uh, that was reaffirmed. Uh, Kyle Busch Motorsports trucks are fast. That was reaffirmed. Um, and yeah, Christian Eckes very impressive. Uh, obviously, kind of got dumped by Thor Sport at the end of last season. Kind of just landed in this Bill McAnally ride. Grabs a win for them uh, early on, uh, and. Yeah, it's uh, boy, it was this. This race was a mess. This race was an absolute mess, and that was the thing about it too. This right, this race right here was about everything that you did not want to see in the next two series because there was so much calamity. There were so many trucks banging into each other. There were so many trucks just picking the wrong time to block or doing the wrong things, pushing at the wrong times, and it just sent so many good trucks scrambling or just to finish this race and you know we lost guys like Carson Hosevar we got lost guys like Corey Heim uh you know and, and it just was so frustrating to to watch as all of these trucks were were in the lead and then not in the lead and then wrecked out and not wrecked out and I mean the overtime well, killed most of our bets as well I mean we had a lot of the stuff going until the overtime and it was bad Cody bad yeah, and again, I mean, all the calamity and all the wrecks and all the cautions, and only six trucks didn't finish this race. There was still 30 running at the end, which was kind of insane. But it just, yeah, it, it turned into a big disaster. And 
there was a couple things that you know maybe had some hope for a little while but just didn't quite happen i had tanner gray top three at plus 850 top five at plus 325 also had him to win group a uh this one ended early it was much like the bubba thing he got squeezed into the wall i don't even remember who it was that squeezed him up there but squeezed into the wall and then he just he didn't have any speed after that uh we saw him at daytona perform really well i feel like we would have gotten more of that this time um but and we saw i mean we ended up seeing some of the other uh he's with uh who's his team tricon we saw Corey heim was looking really good for a while uh, and they ended up having issues as well. I think it was Lane Riggs actually that ended up putting him into the wall. But uh, yeah, unfortunate, unfortunate start to the day for Tanner Gray, and then kind of just all downhill from there. Yeah. Well, I had Stuart Friesen as a top five truck. He was for a few laps. He was sort of around the front for a little while, but then sort of disappeared in the back again. I mean, this this one had legs until it didn't, so I'm just frustrated. It wasn't a bad day overall for Stuart Friesen, but definitely not the greatest of days um, altogether. Like I said, it's just he wasn't a car, he wasn't a truck that was in the front the whole time, um, but he was there until he wasn't, and and this this bet was cashing until the very late stages of that race, and and when it didn't cash, I wanted to throw something against a wall. Yeah, yeah, I had. Uh... Carson Hosovar over Matt DiBenedetto. This one really didn't look good all day. I, I probably need to respect DiBenedetto a little more on the super speedways. He is pretty good at those. He ends up with a sixth place finish. Hosovar was kind of so-so all day. Ended up getting caught up in one of those late wrecks and fell all the way back uh, out of the race, but fell to 31st, uh, unfortunately. He started fifth, so it looked like maybe he would have... I mean, they, they did qualifying rained out like we talked about, but was starting up front, so you thought maybe he'd run up there all day, but didn't really uh i don't even think he scored stage points in either stage so it wasn't really up there much uh and de benedetto did what he does and just kind of hung around and uh ended up with the sixth place finish yeah it was a frustrating day for Josevar. he was i mean he did find his way up to the front a couple of times in that front pack but never could really hang on just uh you know again not a not a solid day for him um i had tyler ankrum as the uh, winner of one of the groups, winner of Group F, this one had Colby Howard in it. He beat Colby Howard. This one had, uh, um, well, the only one he didn't beat was Jake Garcia. So unfortunately, with that, obviously that doesn't cash the bet. So, But Ankrum was up front most of this race. And I mean, he was in that front pack over the four, like three or four trucks, five trucks, for better part of that race. And then just, Again, kind of got caught up in it, lost yep. that momentum, ended up finishing in 26th place. Like I said, Jake Garcia was in that group. He finished 18th. Uh, Brett Holmes was in that group. He finished 13th. Uh, and then, of course, Colby Howard was uh, 27th. So, yeah, tough day for Tyler Ankrum. He had a great truck. He was around. Yeah, he was looking looking really good for a while. And then, yeah, I think he ended up getting caught up in one of those spins late, finished the race, but at that point was wasn't as good as he had been. Uh, speaking of Brett Holmes, I had him as a top three at plus 1300 top five at plus, uh, 650. He's ended up not looking too bad. He ends up in 13th. So again, if you're 13th at the end, you're not that far from being in fifth with another accident or two. Um, I was kind of just hoping he would survive the chaos and get up there. He survived it. Just quite get up far enough to cash these again. It was the trucks. And we talked about this. There wasn't a lot of great options this week. We didn't have the top manufacturer bets that that we've had in the past and had success on at Daytona. Uh, we didn't have top tens 
for for trucks or xfinity which those are that's really where you can get into it on the super speedways is the top tens even a guy like brett holmes i would have taken as a top 10 wouldn't have cashed but obviously in 13th he, he's closer to top 10 than he is top five so not not great lines this week, and I think that, that kind of hurt us in a way. Yeah. Well, I had Ford as the winning manufacturer. Obviously, Ford did not win this race. It was uh it was not a Ford. <laughs> I'm so I'm so ticked off about that. There were so many good Fords out there that could have done it. Um, uh, but unfortunately it was a Chevy that were one, two, actually one, two, and four. Toyota sort of wedged itself there in third. The first Ford was Ben Rhodes. Uh, who I actually had, and and I'll just say it now. Uh, I had Ben Rhodes to win that race. Yeah, he comes over uh, and and finishes in um, fifth place as the top Ford, but did not win that race. And he had the, every opportunity there at points in that race, and especially at the end to win. Overtime killed us, and uh, unfortunately, we did not get a Ford to win, and we did not get Ben Rhodes to win. Yeah, you had the Thor Sport trucks. We're all hooked up together there for a while. Up front, looking good. Uh, just didn't quite fall their way. I had Spencer Boyd, top five at 15 to one, top three at 50 to one, and to win at 250 to one. Again, this was kind of just throwing a dart out there, hoping that that maybe he would survive things. Ends up in 21st. It's not a horrible run for, for as not great of a truck as that is. Um, he kind of had flashes throughout the day. He'd get up a little bit, uh, but it, it just needed more. I hate to say needed more chaos, but but we really we needed more cha- more cars to go out during the chaos. It was there was constant chaos. Not enough cars or trucks in this case were going out because of the chaos, uh, and that's that's what these types of bets you're really you're just hoping that he's one of the few trucks left in the race basically at the end, and that gets him up there and, and in the position to do this. So the twenty first is really a great day for him, and and at the odds you got him. Uh, again, I I would take this again, but. It just uh, not not enough chaos. At least taking trucks out. No, no, and it didn't it didn't help my winning truck number over fifty and a half. Fell flat on this one. This was uh, plus two eighty. But of course, like I said, we had Ben Rhodes in the mix there. Um, we actually had let's see, uh, Ben Rhodes four in the top ten. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There was four. There yeah. was all circling. Matt Crafton had led twenty nine laps in this race as the eighty eight uh, truck. Ben Rhodes led three in the ninety nine. Timmy Hill led two in the fifty six. Jack Wood led two in the fifty one. Like all those guys were circling the 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 win. And unfortunately, I, I think we even had it too until the very end. Uh, really, would have been one of the the trucks over fifty, but that didn't hit either in in the chaos that was overtime. Yeah, did every? <laughs> I think so. I think there was only oh, there was seven trucks over the number fifty, and six of them finished in the top eleven. So again, for at plus odds, this was a good bet. I think that Jack Wood could have won this race had he not been just flat out dumped by John Ernemacek. Uh, he was one of those spins that Nemechek just turned the guy and didn't really give him a chance. So at plus 280, I feel like that was a really good number. You end up with six of them in the top 11. Again, at this type of track, if they're up there, they've got a chance to win it. Uh, Eckes did race the 98 last year. So if he was still in that truck, it would have would have cashed. But a uh, bit of a stretch, I guess, trying to get that. Uh, a couple, I had a couple winners I tossed out there. Carson Hosovar, talked about him already. Not really up there all day. Got caught up in a wreck. Uh, gray, I had him at 30 to one again, stuffed ball early. Didn't get to see his full potential. Uh, Brett Holmes, 60 to one talked about him solid run, uh, up there in 13th or where'd he end up? He was yeah, 13th right ahead of him in 12th. Haley Deegan, hundred to one 
again, these last couple I was really just throwing out there as long shots to to get some more wrecks. And when Deegan ended up in 12th, again, a couple of those guys in front of a wreck, and she's got a chance to win at 100 to 1. So I felt like they were decent sprinkles. Maybe I wish I had done something differently up at the top with Hosovar, uh, 18 to 1 even. And he just he didn't really impress that much while he was around and then obviously got caught up in the wreck. So just again, we're going to have races like this. It happens. We're going to have races where we hit 22s and 1s. We're headed to Coda this next week where we hit Ross Chastain. Before it was cool to bet on him at 40 to 1 last year. Uh, and so you're going to have ups. You're going to have downs. This one was a down. The other two races were up. So being up in two of the three, I'll take it. F1, if you listen to the F1 Gambling Podcast, we had a good day over there as well. well Rod had a good day, I should say. Uh, but it, it was a it was a plus card as well. So three out of the four races this weekend ended up pretty good. This truck race was the one that just uh, things didn't quite fall for us. We were close on a few maybe, but uh, needed things to go a little differently. Yep, this one was a total stinker. So we will move on. Just like our tweet said earlier, we are on to Xfinity, and yep. we need to be there <laughs> very shortly. Let's take a break first. And tell you about Underdog Fantasy. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is heating up for March Madness and College Pick'em is a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is busted after day one. Plus, Underdog Fantasy is your favorite college basketball player props. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPNU. Yes, you, the one that can see me pointing straight at the screen. That means you're watching on YouTube. You're watching us live right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for keeping us afloat, keeping our show going on YouTube. Obviously, we're new kids on the block on this channel, uh, but we are very much in love with the fact that we get to do this, especially live, talk to you guys in person, and just hash out all of our feelings as we go through what is a crazy, crazy NASCAR season. Continue to join us, continue to subscribe, continue to like these videos, continue to hit that bell so you know exactly when we're going to be live like we are right now and uh, just have a, a fantastic time with us. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Continue to do so. Please love us. All right, speaking of love, people love cashing tickets and that's exactly what we were able to do for them in the Xfinity race where everything went bad in the in the truck race. Uh, the, the world redeemed itself on the Xfinity track for sure. This race was a lot more profitable for everybody out there. Uh, and, and it was just actually, it was just as chaotic as the truck race, <laughs> which is crazy, but we cashed more tickets in this one. Despite all of it, there was 12 cautions in this race. It was two hours, 44 minutes, 13 lead change changes. The margin of victory was 0 0.085. That was crazy. 2,205 green flag passes in this race. Ugh, and it went into overtime. <laughs> yeah. And again, oh, we were so close on the hitting the big winner on this one. I'm just going to jump ahead and talk about it now. Parker Kligerman gave him out a 30 to 1. He had a hot rod this weekend looking so good. He set it up perfectly. I think that he, he had everything exactly where he wanted it to be. He was going to make that run on Austin Hill and then Daniel fucking Hemrick. Ah, man, I he makes me hate every time I see him out on the track. Not in 12th place where he normally resides week in and week out. He decided to punch his way up there, got into Kligerman. Kligerman got into Hill 
I thought that Kligerman, I mean, he kind of bounced off of him. Looked like maybe he would still get him. He ends up going across the line backwards, uh, almost in third, but ends up in the fourth place. Ryan Truex just edged him out there. Uh, luckily, Hemrick didn't win because that would have pissed me off even more. Uh, but, man, Parker Kligerman, shout out to him. Just an outstanding run for Kligerman. Uh, and we'll talk about him more as we had a couple of different bets on him as well. But I wanted to throw that out there because that was impressive. Austin Hill, uh, I think he becomes the third driver to win. Was he won three of the first five races now? Uh, and, and the other two, one's in the Hall of Fame and Mark Martin. Kyle Busch is in the Hall of Fame the day he's eligible. So that's a pretty solid list to, uh, to join there. Austin Hill, a guy we've been pretty big on all last year. It, man, he, he looks good, Rod. He has shown up. Two of those are super speedways, yes, but he's been good everywhere else as well. Obviously, we hit him 20 to 1 a couple weeks ago. Was at Las Vegas, I think, where he won that race for us. Uh, so, yeah, been a great start to the season for him. Getting into the betting side of things, Riley Herbst, the, uh, the Discord favorite, I guess you could call him. Everybody in the Discord loves Riley Herbst. I do as well. Had him over Sheldon Creed. Both of these guys look good throughout the day. Um, Creed was up there mixing it up all day. Creed finished second to his teammate in stage one just by the blink of an eye. I mean, you almost thought that Creed got him there at the end. Uh, and then stage two, Creed was in fourth. So he ended up running good all day. But Riley Herbst, same thing. Fifth in stage one, second in stage two, ends up in fifth place in stage three. So he ends up with the better side of this head-to-head. -head. Again, just you can trust Riley Herbst to get you good finishes week in and week out. That doesn't change even on a super speedway. Uh, and he's, man, I know that we've not always said wonderful things about him, but he's starting to change my opinion on him a little bit. And if, if he keeps it up, there's some open rides in that Stuart Haas camp uh, going into next season. If, if Monster wants to take that partnership to the next level, and I could see it happening. So uh, we'll, we'll have to keep an eye on that. But uh, good start there with Riley Herbst over Sheldon Creed at minus 110. Yep, that was a fun one to watch too because, again, I, I – Joked about my favorite Canadian, not from Canada, but from California, uh, running a great race. I mean, Sheldon Creed was in the mix for a lot of it. He was up front for a lot of it. Um, and, and this one came down to just uh, Riley Herbst was better consistently. You know, Sheldon Creed, we talked about him just having bad luck and not being able to finish a race where he runs most of it. And that's exactly what happened here is he dropped down like a rock afterwards. Um, so, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he ended up all the way back in 21st. Yeah, just, it was... He got he yeah. got squeezed, or he just got you know in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yep, yep. You left hung out to dry, and you go backward quickly. Yep. Well, this this next bet cashed exactly the way I said it would, and that was Ryan Truex as a top three car. I went back and said that that was what he does around these tracks, and that's what he does, uh, and that's what he's been. So Truex to have a top three car, he did. Uh, and in fact, he he led no laps in this, but he was in and around. He started in fourth place. He was down, he was back, he was down, he was back. Ryan Truex was the biggest yo-yo of the entire race, and I did not even think that he was going to finish third where until the final until the, the final chaos ensued and everybody was topsy-turvy and Kligerman was backwards and the world was all going in slow motion for Truex, but he managed to find his way through the chaos into third place to cash this ticket. I would never advocate for him to cut that beautiful hair, but uh, if he did, they could pull an old switcheroo and put him in a 19 car on super speedways, and uh, maybe the better Truex brother would show up at those because uh, 
Ryan Truex, the much better super speedway racers of the Truex brothers. Uh, yeah, he, but yeah, great call on this. He, he got it just by the skin. He barely beat out the, the backwards Kligerman car, but Hey, again, at super speedways, there is an element of luck. And sometimes it, it did not fall. None of the luck fell our way in the truck series. It all fell our way in this one. We will take it. So that was a good call by you. I had Ryan Sieg over Jeb Burton. Uh, again, Ryan Sieg just up there all day long. There was a point in this race, Rod, where I, the top three of the top four were all guys that I gave out at over 25 to one to end up winning this race. Uh, and Sieg was one of those guys. I gave him out 60 to one, but also gave him out over Burton. Had a great race, ran good all day. Again, he was up there throughout the day, eighth in stage one, sixth in stage two, ends up 11th in the final tally. Uh, Burton had gotten caught up in one of the wrecks early, got some damage, recovered very well. He ends up with a 16th place finish, so props to him there. But uh, Ryan Sieg, a guy I will never quit betting on in the in the super speedways because he just shows up every time. Man, he's been so close. He's going to get that win eventually, Rod, and I'm going to have that big ticket on him when he finally does. But uh, just a guy that, that you can always trust there and, and it paid off again here. Imagine a day where Sieg and LaJoy win on the same day. You will oh, be. Oh, that weekend would be crazy. Spencer Boyd wins on Friday. Ryan Sieg on Saturday. Corey LaJoy on Sunday. We sweep the weekend. You're eating lobster. Ooh, buddy. You're eating lobster. Oh, you're going to be partying it hard, that one. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I had Daniel Hemrick over Sam Mayer. And listen, for the most part, I know you you puked, but I, I cashed this ticket, Why, you damn You skipped one. Why did you have to go to the Hemrick one already? Oh, oh yeah. I forgot. I'm sorry. I, I glanced over. Yeah, okay. Let's. I'll go back to that one then. That one's a fun one to talk about. We'll talk about that one in a second. But I already announced my Hemrick over Meyer. Uh, Mayer was actually in front of Hemrick for a lot of this as well. And Hemrick just managed to find his way uh, into the right pack at the right time. Obviously, at the end, especially when he found his way to a second place finish. Um, but Mayer, Mayer ran a pretty damn good race himself. Uh, unfortunately, could not pull the finish out that he wanted. Sam Mayer finishes in ninth, uh, whereas Daniel Hemrick finishes in second. But, I mean, for a long time, this was not looking good for Hemrick, and, and Mayer was definitely the better car out of all of it. Um, but super speedway racing, doesn't matter if you have a better car, matters where you are at the end. And Mayer, or Hemrick was at, in front of Mayer when the checkered flag dropped, so I'll take that cash. In Sam Mayer's defense, he did his part. He finished in ninth. That's clearly three spots better than 12th. That's where uh, Hemrick generally resides. Just didn't pay off this time, but uh, props to you, Rod. I'll give it to you. Next up for me, I had Riley Herbst. Oh, this was heartbreaking because I had Riley Herbst top five, which cashed plus 350. Very nice. Also had him plus 700 for the top three. He was there at the end in the top three. And then with with Kligerman ending up backwards again, thanks to Daniel Hemrick, uh, he ends up falling back to fifth. So still cashes the top five for us, but a top three would have been real nice at seven to one, so close. Also, I had tossed out Jeffrey Earnhardt at plus 1,800. He got caught up pretty early in one of those wrecks. Uh, he ends up 34th. It, it just didn't wasn't time for it to materialize. Again, this one didn't have... You ended up with 26 cars left running, so so a little bit more of uh, wiping some cars out in this one than in the truck race. But again, for some of those types of bets, like, like Earnhardt, you're looking to have a little bit more cars wiped out by the end or something like that to cash. And uh, he just unluckily happened to be the one that was wiped out. But Riley Herbst got the top five for us. 
man, if they keep giving us Riley Herbst top fives every week at plus money, I think we're just going to have to keep taking it because that's two weeks in a row we've hit on it at a short flat track in Phoenix and a super speedway like Atlanta. So, you know, and now we go to a road course uh, to look and see how he does on road courses. But Riley Herbst has been a, a solid guy for us to bet on uh, week in and week out. Yep. The 98 car has been very solid. And, uh, yeah, like, you're, uh, like you said, I think we're going to have to change our, our total stance on him and just sort of uh, shift to the let's figure out a way to actually bet on him and find good betting angles. Speaking of good betting angles, I had Brett Moffitt over Kaz Gralla at minus 130. And, listen, in and of its own right, this one would have cashed anyways because Brett Moffitt was actually a really damn good car. He fin- or tr- uh, Yeah, a car, rather. He finished in sixth place on the day. Kaz Grala would not have done that even if he was still in the race. Uh, he did get crashed out after 11 laps, so this one cashed yeah. ridiculously early for you. Always nice when you cash one 11 laps into the race. Yeah, you got to <laughs> love when that happens. Uh, and this one was actually, uh, what was it, minus 130, so obviously Moffitt's side of it was a little more juice, but I told you that this was going to end up cashing anyways. And look, for Brett Moffitt's sake, man, he almost had himself a top five day, which was fantastic. A top 10 day is already great, but like a top 10, a top five day for him would have been icing on the cake. And I mean, who knows? A little more chaos, and he might have actually won the race, which would have been crazy. But you know, I'll definitely take the the head to head side of it. And again, when you're when you're lap twelve and you don't got to worry about it anymore, that's one to put in the bank almost immediately. But I I was very impressed with with Moffitt and the way Moffitt looked. And in fact, uh, I love what I uh, can't remember exactly who it was jumped into the Discord uh, the morning of and was like, "Hey, man, everybody's sleeping on Moffitt." And we're like, "Yeah." You're absolutely right. Everybody's sleeping on Moffitt. So yeah. I, I'm glad there's other smart betters out there uh, in the Discord that, that are having that conversation as well. Yeah, and we recorded Xfinity early too. That was on Tuesday night. We didn't even realize at that point that that he was going to be in a Stuart Haas prepared car. So uh, then obviously look even smarter going into the weekend there. And yeah, he had a fast one and and he took full advantage of it. Uh, again, of the then three Stuart Haas cars, Cole Custer, nowhere to be found yet again. Boy, just just Cole Custer, you've disappointed me a lot this year. But uh, I had Parker Kligerman to win Group D at plus 360, and I also had him in the top five, plus 400. Uh, he cashed both of these. I don't even know if I have the group written down. I don't know, but I do know he did win this group. I know Riley Herbst was the closest one when I looked it up, uh, and obviously Herbst one spot behind him in fifth. Uh, Kligerman was looking backwards at Herbst uh, as he as he crossed the line, but good enough to win Group D and get that plus three sixty, and then the top five held onto that. Luckily, was was so hopeful for that win and cashing that ticket there, but uh, but at least cashed both of those again. I mean, it, the the twenty two to one was nice in the Cup Series, obviously, uh, but but in this one, I mean, you had a plus three eighty on the Truex one, then you got plus 350 on the Herbst. You got plus 360 on Kligerman, plus 400 on Kligerman here. And, and then obviously we'll talk about Austin Hill, the winner that you had as well, but a lot of good plus money bets that we hit in this Xfinity series race. And, the, and it, you know, it didn't work out in the truck race and that happens. We had some similar bets there, but that's why we just toss out these plus money bets on these super speedways because there are days if things go correctly, like they did here, you can cash a bunch of these and have a pretty, this is a pretty solid day with all of these generous plus money bets that we hit. Yeah, and again, it's just a matter of, we we tell you all the time about super speedway racing and super speedway betting, and I mean, other shows will, will piggyback on that as well. You're not, I don't think you'll find a show that won't warn you that anything can and will happen on super speedways. So um, that's why if you, if you get mad at us 
for a, a bad truck re- weekend, you know, stick around for the Xfinity. We'll bounce you right back. You know, stick around for the cup. We'll bounce you right back. It's just, if you, you know, it, whatever. I, I, just know that we try our best to give you the, the well thought out ones. Even if I spend half the time contradicting myself while I'm giving you my pick, I'm trying to give you both sides of the story, man. I, if I, you just want me to spew out picks, I'll spew out picks. Would you rather me talk through the process? I'm giving you all the stats that you need to know to make an informed decision to whether you want to tail me or not. If you think I'm contradicting myself in making a, a, a pick, then that means that I'm obviously giving thought to the other side as well and not right. just saying pack, yeah, pick, and- cherry picking the stats that I want to back up my pick and not giving you both sides of the story. Yeah, we're back to Mr. Airport Departures uh, comments. Yeah. But yes, you, you, you're very transparent with it, you, you know, because you'll go back and you'll say, look, he hasn't done well this many times, but there's been this side of things where he has done well or he's done this, and that's what you're hoping on. But you're making sure that everybody knows as you make this pick, hey, some of these results aren't, you know, and I maybe don't go as in-depth, but sometimes I'll be like, I'm not going to talk about his Talladega finishes because they're not so great, but look what he's done at Daytona. And I give you that side of it. So it's just, it's being transparent and saying, hey, look, this isn't a perfect system. It's not Kevin Harvick's finished here 20 times in a row in the top 10. It's, he's had, you know, this many top 10s and this many times he didn't finish in the top 10. And and you do it that way. And so, you know, if, if people don't like information and they don't like winning picks, then we're just not for them, Rob. And I can't help that. And that's fine. Those of you that are around, you're, you know, the deal. So, um, all right. My one that didn't hit was Sammy Smith over Josh Berry. (laughs) Literally your only bet that did not hit (laughs) was Sammy Smith over Josh Berry. Josh Berry actually did finish seventh in this race. Um, Sammy Smith for his part was necessary. I mean, he started from the pole, but right after that, he just sort of dropped back. And this wasn't this wasn't necessarily Sammy Smith's type of race. I don't think he felt comfortable. I don't think he felt good uh, for most of it and, and just finished 17th. And it wasn't... I mean, Josh Berry didn't have himself the most greatest of all days anyways. <laughs> Josh Berry had, was spun around twice. Yeah. He also wrecked, uh, again, JRM. JRM, I think, is the Ferrari uh, of... <laughs> The yeah, Xfinity we'll, series. We'll talk about that later <laughs> on. Because Barry yeah. wrecked all guy or again. Yeah. Like what he had a hell of a day for him to end up coming back and finishing seventh was props to him because this one wasn't looking great for the the Barry side of things for a while. Well, and, and that's the thing. I'm seeing no love for teammates, man. No absolute love for teammates. It's just ridiculous. Um, one comment here real quick. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, you guys do a hell of a job. Appreciate all the in-depth content. Could charge for the info alone. If someone is willing to lose their mortgage payment on a super speedway, uh, they're not very smart. Let's keep cashing. Thank you very much. Uh, they're I, an idiot, Rod. Don't you don't have to sugarcoat it? <laughs> I I refra- I don't know, man. I'm I'm a, I'm a kid glove kind of guy. I like. I, I, to- I mean, again, it's this is gambling, right? Yeah. And you shouldn't be placing bets on things you can't afford. If it is, you know, if that's the money you would use to pay your mortgage, don't place that bet. If if you can't afford to not win these bets, then don't do it. And whatever, if you don't like the way we give out our picks, or you don't like to hit twenty-two to one winners, or forty to one winners, or or plus 360 winners or some minus 110 matchups then go pay somebody to to give you the same picks for charging i don't know what <laughs> anyway <Whatever>. anyways uh, <laughs> uh next up for me man this one was looking good for a while i doubled up on ryan sieg top five at plus 700 top three at plus 1700 uh we already talked about him i mean he was hanging around all day long he was eighth in stage one 
sixth in stage two was in there um, and then just fell out 11th at the end there, but he was hanging in. And again, I felt like plus 700 for this, the, the top five even, and then to get 1700 for the top three, this was a good bet, even though it didn't cash with, with Sieg ending up with a pretty good day. Yeah, like we talked about earlier, it was just, you know, Sieg being Sieg, and we, we, he was being talked about a lot on the broadcast, and we said it again. There's a lot of people to be uh, talked about on the broadcast. Usually means they're doing well, so you definitely want to take that for it, so I like that. Um, I, I want to answer this question real quick before we get to my next bet, and that's Derek asking if there's anything we can learn from today and apply going forward. I think really the biggest lesson that I took away from this weekend, especially in betting like trucks and Xfinity, is that you really do need to figure out ways to to balance your bets because, I mean, even more than I think mo- normal speedway racing because this is not a speedway. It's a speed super speedway mixed in with a speedway mixed in with, what did, what did Michael Waltrip call it to make me uncomfortable? The love child uh, is what he called it. Made the whole booth uncomfortable. Um, yes. yes. Yeah, he did. Uh, yes. Yeah, but you have to find a way to, to mitigate loss. Right and and hedge in any way that you can see possible. And my next bet, Derek, it probably leads exactly like that. My next bet was a pretty decent hedge against a lot of things that could have gone wrong. And that was the winning, uh, the winning car number was an odd number. Right, this was only a plus one hundred five bet. It wasn't going to save your day. But if you would have done the right amount of units on it and figured out a math to to make this sort of work for you, then it would have definitely, uh, definitely been in your favor because. The winning car was odd. And in fact, if you look through the top uh, finishers, Austin Hill, 21, Daniel Hemrick, 11, Ryan Truex, 19, all three of those cars were odd-numbered cars. All three of them had an opportunity at the end to actually win. I know Kligerman, Herbst, both even, but Brett Moffitt was an odd. Uh, Sam Mayer was an odd. So most of the cars in the top 10 were all odd. So, um, you know, it's just a matter of you figuring out a way, especially like we talked about in the F1 podcast, right? The field was the hedge the field was the hedge the field hit so like you know it's just a matter of of uh of of being able to figure out which bets can cover and which bets are the right bets to make to cover um what's up rory picks in the chat rory buddy so so yeah right after after derek's question there uh kelly put in uh hashtag fade larson on super speedways that is uh and then yes rory and then derek says there he is thanks for waking up rory yes Ah. thanks for for waking up from your bush light coma, I'm sure, uh, and joining us. But yeah, I, I do think that going forward to Atlanta in the summertime, maybe we need to look at it as a super speedway still, because that's what it is. And all three races proved that, but there may be a, a lesser degree of just anyone can get up there and win it like at a Daytona. And it might be more of a, I mean, you look at, and like a Joey Logano was the fastest car all day. The best car was able to keep it up front. Uh, I don't know because, I mean, it was never guaranteed he was going to win, and he didn't even take the lead back until until one lap to go. But I, it was harder to make passes, uh, but you still had the big ones that create all the chaos too. So I don't know. Man, I, I, don't, I don't know <laughs> how much different you're going to treat it. I, and I don't know, again, like we saw the Ford speed this weekend, but – that's, I don't think that translates going forward when we get back to a quote-unquote regular track. like I still think Chevy's going to have the advantage on on regular ovals, so I, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what we've learned to take forward from this, but there's not many places you can 
take take this and apply it to anyways. It, it might really be you can only apply it to the second time we come around to Atlanta, which which will be helpful when we get there. But it's not anything you learned here. You're going to really apply to like a Kansas or, or any other intermediate track coming up. No, yeah, and that's it really too. This is all I think Atlanta specific. I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we've learned that uh, Joey Logano is gonna light the world on fire for the rest of the day. Because right. again, you know, even he, I don't even think he really thought that he was gonna end up winning this race. It just just happened that way. So, uh, all right. Speaking of winning this race, let's break down the winners. Yes. Uh, I man, again, I felt like these were all really good picks. Justin Haley again just didn't really show up on a super speedway. I. I'm going to have to stop betting him on super speedways, I guess. He wasn't really involved in either race, the Xfinity race or the Cup Series race. I had him at plus 800. I felt like the odds were good there, uh, and Rod beat me to the Austin Hill pick as well. But but Riley Herbst, 25 to 1. Parker Kligerman, 30 to 1. Ryan Sieg, 60 to 1. Uh, I mean, Kligerman was right there. If it wouldn't have been for Hemrick, I really think that would have been a photo finish at, at least, and, and Kligerman maybe would have gotten him. Um, and Herps was up there all day long, got the top five finish and Sieg we saw up there for a long time as well. Again, fell back to, and ends up finishing 11th, but he was in the mix throughout the day. One more wreck, maybe up front, one more restart. He gets up there. Uh, so I felt like this was a pretty solid card. Not so much Haley at the top of my card, but the other three guys all had a, a legit shot all the way until the very, very end to win this race. So, so close to, to having some really big hits this weekend. Again, just man, uh, snake bitten on these winners, Rod, and it it's gonna it's gonna come around eventually here, and and we're gonna get off of that. But uh, Keslowski today in the Cup race, twenty to one was right there. Kligerman at at the t- thirty to one, right there on Saturday. So we're almost there. Well, I mean, to your credit, you did say that I beat you to Austin Hill, which uh, actually did come true. Plus four fifty for Austin Hill, and he had he had a day to get himself back up there again. It wasn't as if he was up there uh, dominating the entire day. Uh, he, I mean, he was up there dominating most of the race, one hundred and three laps. But he had to fight his way back a couple of times to get back up there. So, um, like I said, it wasn't as if it was an easy day for Hill. And in fact, he only led, uh, he only finished first in stage one. He led all those laps in stage one in stage two. He wasn't even in the top 10 or he was, I'm sorry, he was uh, eighth in, in the top or in stage two. So he wasn't even in first place in that one, but he had to fight his way to get back up there Two pit strategies, all the nonsense that was going on, shuffled him around. But, uh, when he got his way back up there, he got his way back up there. So, um, absolutely love. steroids. Royce Royce is the says. cars on steroids, which, you know, it's yeah, potentially, I mean, Austin Hill, he's, he's going to be somebody you got to take seriously going forward. I, the days of the 20 to one hitting that, uh, and almost hitting it two weeks in a row with Phoenix. I mean, where he looked solid as well. Those days might be behind us at this point, Rod. Yep. I think those odds are going to continue to get Kyle Larson esque as we get yeah. deeper into the season. <laughs> and then of course I had Ryan Truex at 14 to one. I mean, he Another finished really third. Good pick. Yeah. Finished yeah. third. We had that whole we had that whole thing circled, man. There was a lot of opportunities for any one of those guys. Uh, I to mean, hit. yeah, that's that's five different winners we gave out, and not just the five favorites. You don't don't look at it that like it was up to sixty to one, thirty to one, five different winners, and they all finished in the top eleven. So that's I mean that's how good we were. Just we really hit everybody in this Xfinity race to do well, and and Austin Hill ends up kind of being the chalk at the top, but plus four fifty is still a solid day. And if you bet on all these, it at least helps you break even from them. So, uh, yeah, solid day. Also want to give out a shout out, shout out to Josh Williams. Pulled a, a boss move. NASCAR told him to park the car. 
He did what they told him, Rod. He parked it. Uh, he's going to be on door bumper clear tomorrow oh, that's uh, awesome. over on uh, that that show. That's going to be pretty fun. Uh, I can't wait to hear uh, to hear that. I hope he he prints T-shirts with uh, you know him holding up the heart symbol there. Uh, might might end up seeing that on this show later on if he does because uh, that was yeah. And you can't do that. You can't. You really you can't. And he's likely going to be suspended. He's going to be fined. Denny Hamlin did say he would pay his fine. So Hamlin really making it hard to hate him anymore. He's Denny Hamlin becomes more lovable every week, it seems like. Uh, but yeah, you, you can't do that. But it was hilarious. And it, you know, it might end up working out good for him. I think he gained a lot of fans. I became a fan. Uh, and people are talking about him. People are buying his merch. They said that he said his, his store sales are like through the roof right now. So shout out to him. It was, uh, a fun little story. I'm sure he'll be suspended, but uh, but it, it, it was great to watch anyways. Hey, there's nothing NASCAR fans love more than a lovable rebel. That was what the whole sport was founded yeah. on. It was what the entire uh, premise of NASCAR was, was, was pushing the limits and breaking the laws, and uh, that's exactly what he did. And then some. Man, I, was, I was, could not believe what I saw. It totally pulled a Ricky Bobby move right there, and was just like, I'm, I'm walking through. I'm just walking down the track. It was... It was so crazy. I loved it every second of it. Yeah, that's going to be fun. <laughs> going to be fun to see what what happens. I'm going to listen to that episode for sure. Uh, yeah, that, that'll be a fun one. Yeah. Um, all right. Speaking of fun episodes, Cody, we had a great one today. Thank you guys for hanging out. Um, he wouldn't go that far, but uh, not. <laughs> Rory's not. Rory's not buying. The He's merch. not buying his merch. <laughs> He's going to make his own of him walking around giving the peace sign to everybody out there. I'd buy that. Rory, I'd buy yeah. that. Um, but yeah, so yeah, we, we had a fantastic episode. Again, a rough weekend, but we salvaged some spots, uh, hit hit a couple big ones. Uh, as always, we're thankful to you for sticking around and for uh, hanging with us, especially on these live shows. It's so much fun. Plus, being able to go after it right after we watch the race is always fun because then it's fresh in our minds and we get to all just sort of uh, commiserate together. Um, and, and, uh, searching for profit says he needs one of those hats, Cody. Corey LaJoy's just go to his, his store. That's where I got it from. It's, uh, it brought me good luck. I, the Corey LaJoy picture, it's going to go right over here. I'm going to keep it over here and it will return for the Talladega race. Uh, so make sure as soon as you see those odds drop for Talladega, if you, if you, you know, I don't, we don't generally see, you know, odds available in advance, but if you're at a, a place that has them. Go ahead and get those LaJoy tickets in at Talladega because we're betting on them again there. Betting on everybody. J.D. Cases. thanks, fellas. Hey, we do it for you guys. That's that's the, you. the long and the short of it. We do it all for you guys. This is all fun for us, but uh, we're glad that we get to have fun with you. So, uh, All right, Cody, well, as we wrap things up, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Yep, find me on Twitter at Husker underscore Z. You can find all my work there. Make sure you check out the F1 Gambling Podcast. Again, Rod gave out a couple of good bangers over there. Hit... Uh, what was the Checo was plus six fifty, I think, to win. Mm -hmm. You had a plus two fifty, a couple other good ones on there. So uh yeah, kill killing it everywhere. Almost had a podium that was not a podium that was a podium. So <laughs> good thing it books. was, then it wasn't, then it was again. <sighs> yeah. Who knows? It might have changed since we've been on, on air here. I think we're gonna do the F one gambling podcast tomorrow, so make sure you check the feed for that and do the recap there. You'll hear more about that. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it is here, whether it is in between media, the back road, always every other Thursday for me. Check it out. Go check out back episodes if you just want to see me more, which I, my wife doesn't even want to do that. So it's all good. Uh, all right. We'll see you again for the uh, next betting episode that we got coming out later on the week. 
check your feed. Thanks for joining us on YouTube. We love you. Keep doing it. series in action again at Coda. So let's do it. Be a good one. Let's go racing and let it ride.